Hello, everyone. My name is Katyra Poland. I am the CEO of Love for Words and also the hostess and producer of Editor Knows Best, the podcast you're tuned into right now. Um, Editor Knows Best is an international podcast. Um, we feature authors, publishers, editors, and other literary professionals. Um, we do have a special guest today, but before we jump into that, um, the show airs every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, and you can check us out on Anchor, Apple, Google Podcasts, I'm pretty much anywhere you can find the podcast, you can find Editor Knows Best. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, I'm very excited to in introduce our guest for today. Um, she grew up on the turbulent south side of Chicago. She's an international best-selling author, empowerment writing coach, executive coach, and international speaker. As the host of the Writers' Lounge, she inspires and empowers writers one guest, one conversation, and one genre at a time. In addition, she has a monthly column, Black Like Me, in the International Modern Warrior magazine. She believes everyone, especially every woman, has a story to tell. She empowers individuals to align with their inner souls and create and share their stories so they may leave a legacy for their loved ones. Her passion for writing began as a child as an avid reader of children's books. She still owns her favorite childhood book, Harold and the Purple Crayon, Crayon, Crayon by Crockett Johnson. Harold's imagination and determination reflect her resiliency as a fiction writer, nonfiction writer, poet, and playwright. She has a Master of Fine Arts in Playwriting, Bachelor of Arts in create, Creative Writing, and a Bachelor of Science in Journalism. Today's guest is Demetria L. Cook. Thank you so much for joining us today, Demetria. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Katira. I'm excited to be here today. This is exciting. Yes, you're welcome. I'm so glad you're able to be a guest. Um, I've been on uh, Demetria's show, um, so I'm glad I'm able to have her, you know, in the hot seat on my show. So I'm looking forward to it as well. So um, as I shared, I know you were an avid reader as a child. So can you tell us a little bit more about um, who or what fostered your love for reading when you were a child? Oh, of course. So as a kid, I loved reading. And when I was in school, we had this, I think it was the Scholastic Readers, you know, uh, magazine that they had. And you had to yes. choose your books to read and things like that. So I was always checking them off. I was like, oh, I want to read this. I want to read this. I want to read this. And then I would anticipate getting the books in the mail, you know. And so when I would get the books, you know, they'd come home. And I would just sit and I would just read and I would read. And I love that, you know, and I would say that really was when my love for reading started is having access to so many books, you know, as a little kid. And then obviously my parents, they did provide me with books. And like you just mentioned in my bio, Harold and the Purple Crayon is like, I just love that book. It was like my all time favorite children's book for myself because it touches me in so many different ways in terms of his imagination and how he created this world. He gets lost and he creates this world to get himself back home. And so I just, uh, just having that imagination and then just connecting with that and seeing how that writing really, you can create your own world with your words that I, I just love it. And so that's really how it got started is just opening up my imagination and being able to read and have access to so many different books as a kid. 
Yes, definitely. Much like yourself, I definitely was an avid reader when I was younger too. I remember participating in the Pizza Hut Book It program where you read the books and then you get your free personal pan. So <laughs> I can definitely relate to that. Um, I'm sure our uh, listeners and our audience would love to know more about um, your books. And then also, you know, a lot of our listeners are aspiring authors. So can you tell us a little bit more about your books and then offer any words of encouragement or recommendations to other authors or aspiring authors? Sure. So I actually have my memoir is 21 Reflections of the Inner Soul. And I wrote that when I, you know, I had gone through, you know, I was getting ready to about to go through like some surgery and things like that. And I just had time to reflect. And so I was thinking about what was going on in my life, what had happened in the past. And I was like, I really want to get this on paper. And so that's what really sparked my memoir, 21 Reflections of the Inner Soul. And what I do is I take the reader on a journey of healing because through my writing, I feel as if I'm able to help heal others. And so I'm sharing stories that I know other people can relate to, you know, in terms of uh, their profession, in terms of their personal life, and just so many different things. And being, you know, an African-American woman, I know that my story touches so many other, you know, not just African-American women, but women in general, and then any person, male or female, that has had similar experiences and through, you know, just my, my situation, you know, what I was, what I went through in terms of, and, and how I was over to, able to overcome certain things and to work through things that have happened to me in, you know, my childhood and, you know, a young adult and into my adulthood. And, and that was just really important to me. And it really, has spoken volumes to a lot of people. And I believe it has helped a lot of people because it is also a book where you can journal what you, what's happening. And so I have journal prompts throughout the book also. And they're able, you're able to you know, write down what's happening to you or your situation, or you know, it's like having a little assignment so you can connect who you are from your inner soul because it is all about reflecting who we are, you know, and getting to that true authentic self and embracing who we are and, you know, working through those things that, you know, may challenge us at different times. And so I, I enjoy writing that piece. I really did. And my first book, though, is Parents Playbook Tips, Tweets, and Other Common Sense Advice. And I wrote that book because... <laughs> I've been in the field of education for a long time and I would have conversations with parents. I have conversations with kids, with teachers, administrators, et cetera. And I was like, you know what? There needs to be just this quick tip guide for parents to really connect with their teens and their tweens. And that's kind of like one of those sweet spots because, you know, as a tween, you're about to go into those teenage years and, you know, parents are kind of like, how do I handle this? What do I do? You know, and then as uh, 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 when they go into their teenage years, they're about to go into, you know, 
college or just adulthood in, in general. And so I just wanted to give some good advice to parents who may be struggling with how, they're, how they should best communicate with their kids. Cause it's all about communication, you know, and where you should communicate, how you should communicate, when you should communicate, why you should communicate. So all those things I address in Parents Playbook Tips, Tweets and Other Common Sense Advice. And I just give off just that common sense advice where it's just like, okay, think about this or maybe I shouldn't do that. And I have this whole list of dif different tweets and things like that and you know, topics on peer pressure, you know, anti-bullying and communication and things like that. And so that was, I really enjoyed writing that, that book also. And uh, uh, yeah, so that's been a lot of fun. And based on your experience, you know, being an author, what would you recommend to other authors and aspiring authors? Um, are there any tools or resources that you recommend? Um, are there different exercises you used during your process? Um, what did that look like for you? And what do you think will be helpful for others? Yeah, for me, you know, at different times, every writer is different. And, you know, many of us have a muse, you know, and so you draw that, you know, you draw from your muse. And, and, and people talk about that with painting and photography and things like that, but it's also the same thing with writers too. And I, a lot of times my writing is something that's just channeled. And so I just get this and I, I have to just write the information down. It's like <laughs> being unstoppable in that instance where it's just like you just, the words are flowing and flowing and flowing. And it's like, you just have to get the information out there. So as an aspiring writer, I say, it's just really important to write. It doesn't matter what you are writing. You just need to write and you also need to read. So, and it doesn't, I'm not saying go pick up the next 500 page novel, you know, you know, you're reading things, you know, you can, when you go to the grocery store, you pick up something in your pantry, you're reading the ingredients on you know, the packaging, you know, you're reading, you know, if you turn your TV on and you add the, the words at the bottom, I forget what that's called at the moment, skipping my head, but you just read that, you know, a magazine that's sitting on your table or you're in your car and you're reading the streets, you're reading, you're constantly reading. And that's how you're taking in information. And that's where a lot of your inspiration is going to present itself is because we're inundated so much with so much information is that you really have to, you know, dig deep inside and use those words and create that story for yourself. And that's what fiction and nonfiction. Definitely. I definitely agree. Um, we all have a muse. Um, I encourage you to pull on that. Um, did you deal with writer's block at all? I haven't really dealt with writer's block. What sometimes what I get is more of what I call writer's fatigue. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's kind of going towards that burnout stage where it's just like, you just need to take a break, you know, and you really need to just uh, concentrate on something else. So you're not necessarily just, you know, writing, 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 you know, you do need other stimulation in terms of how you're going to um, 
that's going to help you with your writing. So yes, there are times when you're just like, I can't figure out what to write. I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. Nothing's coming to me. Nothing on the page. I put the pen to page and it's just staring back at me. So, you know, in that case, yes, there is some type of a block, but then also we have to think about where is that block coming from? What's going on in our lives, you know, and how can we release that? So again, you know, exercise, other mental stimulation, you know, running, jogging, yoga, <clears throat> just sleeping more, whatever it is, you know, take some time away so you can come back and be more refreshed. Yes, I certainly agree with that. And thank you for sharing that. Um, and I agree that it is important to step away. So if you are experiencing writer's block, it's okay to step away and come back to it later. Um, occupy your time in another way. I mean, oftentimes when you're not thinking about something or working on something is when you have um, a breakthrough, so to speak. So I, I encourage you all to take a break as you need to. Um, so my, I would love to know, and I'm sure our audience would love to know who are some of the authors um, that have influenced your work or authors that you look up to? Yeah, that's a great question because, <clears throat> you know, as you mentioned, I'm also a playwright. And so really those authors that I, I connect with and I drive to, they actually happen to be playwrights. So I'm a huge August Wilson fan. I love his, his writing, his work. I also love Samuel Beckett, which, you know, most people are like, why do you love Samuel Beckett so much? I was like, because, you know, his writing was genius to me. I loved it, you know, and in terms of less is more, it's like, it's when Samuel Beckett is writing, it's not what is on the page, it's what he didn't put on the page that's telling the story. And that's why I love his writing so much, you know? So, and then with August Wilson, it's just, he just has a gift, you know, his gift and, 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 and storytelling and putting it out there and really connecting with his audience and bringing you to, you know, that part of history and what it was like in that era I mean, it, it, it's just been really, really great. And so I really do appreciate the work that they have contributed to um, uh, play, playwriting, to, to the stage, to theater. You know, it's, it's so enjoyable, that whole aspect of it. And, you know, I just, I just enjoy different types of writing. There, there isn't one like author that I'm just going to gravitate to or anything like that and say, you know, you must read this person because there's so many great authors that are out there and we all connect differently with each one. You just have to find the one that you connect with most. And so in terms of that, I will always instantly go to those two as you know, my inspiration. And I, I also love David Mamet, you know, and he's also a playwright. And David Mamet reminds me a lot of uh, Samuel Beckett in that regard. And so I think there's just kind of like this literary style that I'm drawn to when it comes to writing. And I think that that's a lot of people um, aren't so, they, <laughs> I, I believe my writing kind of is a little bit in that vein too. And so a lot of times people are a little, I won't say shocked, but they they are unaware, right? And so it, it comes to them like, oh, 
Because if you're not familiar with their work and how my work is actually kind of, you know, in that vein or similar to that type of writing, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily connect with that as a broad audience, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it really is more of kind of a niche to understand and appreciate and to really get into that, you know, bare bones type of writing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you for sharing. And I also love uh, August Wilson. He's a, he's a favorite of mine as well. So I'd like to backtrack to your books. Did you tr uh, publish traditionally or, or self-publish? Okay, so 21 Reflections of the Inner Soul and Parents Playbook Tips, Tweets, and Other Common Sense Advice. They're both uh, self-published books. And I originally, I was looking at doing traditional publishing and I decided to go the self-publishing route. And you know, when you're doing your first book, you learn a lot of, excuse me, a lot of little different lessons, you know? And so I, I did go that route with these two books here. And as I'm working on my, my manuscript, because I have a manuscript that I'm working on, it's a piece of fiction um, called Living Comfortably Numb. And that I'm leaning towards going more traditional. I haven't made up my mind, but I am leaning that way for that particular piece. And I think that there are just pluses and minuses to, to both. You know, you know, having creative control of your work is always a plus, you know, and to know that you've taken something from just being a thought all the way through the publishing aspect of it yourself. I mean, that's such a great accomplishment to do. And, you know, you control so much more with your writing when you self-publish, you know? And I would say it's important for people to have their own ISBNs, that you, you purchase your own ISBN. So that gives you more creative control. I didn't do that, you know, for my first two books that I have. And so now I, the next time when I do self-publish, I plan on doing that. And, but it's, but again, it's traditional versus self-published. It just depends on the person, what they really want and what they're looking for. Definitely, that's for sure. And what would you recommend to authors who would like to self-publish as far as finding a team to help them? How did you go about finding your book cover designer, your editor, your publisher, and your formatter? Um, and are there any resources you would recommend for those who are looking to become self-published authors? Yeah, okay, so the title of your book is so important because the title and the graphics, that's what's gonna grab your reader. Mm -hmm. You know, you see something on, your eyes, our eyes see things first. So we're going to see it. So you really want something that's going to be visually, uh, visually capture what it is that you want the reader to be drawn into. And then also the wording of what you have on your, your book title, title, subtitle, you know, however you decide to do it. And so you really have to pay attention to that because, you know, you want the reader to be drawn into the story. Right. You know, that's the first place you're going to capture your reader. And if they don't visually accept what you're giving them, they're going to walk right past your, your work. Mm 
And so it's hugely important to make sure that you have a title and the graphics are really where they need to be. And, you know, for my graphic, for my, for 21 Reflections of the Inner Soul, I went through fiber because it was, it was um, a way for me to just, you know, work with a designer on some pieces and it was cost effective for me at that time to, to pursue the fiber option. And, and it worked out really well. I'm very pleased with the graphics that um, the person came up with. Mm -hmm. And the, my parents' playbook, tips, tweets, and other common sense advice, that design came about from a friend of mine. You know, he, he you know, I told him about the book and he was just like, you know what, why don't you think about something like this? And so he helped me come up with the design for, for the book for that one. And it's all worked out really, really well. Awesome, fantastic. Um, so I know you talked a little bit about the benefits of um, self-publishing. So you also shared that you're considering traditional publishing for your next manuscript. So what is the reasoning behind that um, in regards to you know, what you see as the pros for traditional publishing? Well, you know, doing a lot or all of the heavy lifting is, you know, you, you really have to be on board with that when it comes to the self-publishing aspect. And just for, in terms of a non, in terms of a traditional publisher, just having that support there, having someone who is coming up with the um, aspects of the book that I'm not necessarily gonna be responsible for on such a grander scale that I'm able to just let go of. Some people don't wanna let go of control, you know, and others are. So in terms of, but not giving up all, all control, right. you, know, you still need to have some control, it's your work. So right. you need to make sure that that's understood, but just going through the process of working with them at, and the editing aspect and the part of the marketing aspect of it and, you know, things like that. So it's, uh, it, 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 again, it's, it's just a matter of what the person wants, you know, and finding the right publisher. You, when you are doing your search for a publisher, you need to make sure they're reputable, that they're legitimate, that they're not trying to just take your money. Yeah. So you got to do your research. You can't just, you know, say, oh yeah, let me pay this person, you know, for, and it's a vanity publishing house and they just want your money and they're not going to do anything for you. And they're going to just suck it all up, suck up your money and then lose your work or something to that effect. And so you, you really do have to make sure that you're doing your due diligence when it comes to that research with the traditional publishing companies and things like that. Absolutely. And that's for both. So whether you're self-published or traditionally published, you need to um, do your research, make sure it's reputable, make sure, um, you know, you ask for work samples and testimonials and things like that. Um, it's really important. So don't skip over that step because um, you'll regret it. And then there'll be all types of issues later on down the line. <laughs> right. So I have one more question before we wrap up. I do know, um, and I share with the audience that you're a coach, which makes you an authorpreneur. So many of our audience members and, and listeners are in the same boat. So what would you recommend for those who are authors and also entrepreneurs? And how do you 
um, combine those two? Um, and what do you recommend to others who are, you know, on that journey as well? Yeah. So as an entrepreneur, you know, for me, it's all about how can I help other people create the work that they are looking to create? So I have, you know, my 21, my book, 21 Reflections of the Inner Soul. What I really am looking to do is to help other people create that body of work mm -hmm. to create their memoirs so they can leave that legacy for their loved ones. Because, you know, storytelling is in our background, it's in mm -hmm. our history. And so we need to leave, you know, write it down. You know, we need to have, you know, um, copies of what it is we're experiencing, what we're going through, what we're seeing, what we're feeling, you know, and things like that. And so I'm working with them. I'm working, I work with people on how to turn their memories into a memoir. And so, you know, being that coach and, and getting them to pull out the information and to help them get through and tell the story that they want to tell. Because there's so much that I don't know about my parents and, you know, their history and their background and my grandparents' history and their background. Mm -hmm. And so what I want to do is I want to allow people to feel comfortable enough and to give them the tools and the skill set to create that memoir for themselves so they can give, they pass down that information to their kids and then their grandkids and then their great grandkids, et cetera. And so that they can go back and they can go back and look at those memories. You know, we have journals and things like that. And so this is another way for them to express themselves and to have it in book format and to really, like I said before, turn those memories into a memoir. And it's all about setting it. How does, you know, how, how do you create that and what that looks like? Mm -hmm. Right, right. So, yeah. Um, and I guess my advice for those who are entrepreneurs is, I'm seeing how you can combine the two. So for example, if you're an author, that's an opportunity for you to be a speaker. So for like, for example, my book, Professionalism, What's That? I just booked the contract to speak about professionalism. So you can use your book to um, be a part of your business. It, they don't have to be completely separate. You can combine them and your book presents so many opportunities to earn income, but also to expand your brand, to grow your brand, to network. So just be open-minded with all of the opportunities and blessings that can come from being an author and intertwine Absolutely. that into, you know, being an entrepreneur. So absolutely. I encourage you all. Y'all go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm saying absolutely, <laughs> because that's what you want to do. That's mm -hmm. your, your book is your tool. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what's going to, you know, people always say the book is not what is going to, you know, keep you fed. It's the other things. It's those speaking engagements that you were talking about, the workshops that you're going to be doing that are related to your book. And so that's really how you're going to be successful as an entrepreneur is that you're using, you're leveraging your book for the other experiences. Yes, definitely. So I would love for you to share, um, you know, where people can find you online, how they can connect with you. Um, and just to reiterate the services that you offer as a coach um, and share how people can keep in touch. Great, thank you. So you can find me on Facebook. Uh, I have a public Facebook page and it's Demetria L. Cook. And then also in my Facebook writing group, How to Write Your Book with Demetria Cook. So I have a private uh, Facebook group. 
So that you can find me that way. You can also find me through my website, which is DemetriaCook.com. And also you can email me at info at DemetriaCook.com. And soon you can ask about what types of coaching services, writing services, you know, assistance with your book. If you want assistance with some ghost writing, you can do that too. I also have my show that you mentioned earlier, The Writer's Lounge with Demetria Cook. And so if you're interested in, in being on the, in the writer's lounge with me, you can also send a query and I will uh, respond back to you in terms of what the next steps would be for that. And um, I'm also on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram, Demetria L. Cook. And Twitter is coach, at Coach Demetria. And then LinkedIn, you can find me under Demetria L. Cook also. So there's multiple ways to get in touch with me through social media. And it's just, uh, you know, it's fun, you know, to connect with others and to really learn more about who they are and their writing journey and, you know, where they want to be at the end of that uh, journey. It's not about the destination. It is about the journey and where you, you go from there. And so being able to provide uh, writing, coaching, empowerment, writing, coaching to others is something I feel real, feel, feel really strong about because I like to be able to help people um, really get out their true authentic voice. You know, you know, who are you on the inside? Who are you in the grand scheme of things in this, in the big picture, the world at large, you know, we are all unique and we all have a story to tell. And so I help you tell that story where I help, I meet you where you're at and help you get started. Thank you so much. Um, I'm so glad you were able to be on the show. Thank you for, you know, helping authors on their journey and offering all the services and um, writing your books and, and opening that up to the world. Um, if you could just spell the, your first name so that when they search you, they have the correct spelling, that would certainly be helpful. Sure. So the spelling of my first name is D-I-M-I-T-R-I-A. A. Thank you. Because there's different spellings for Demetria. So I just want to make sure that our listeners can find you. And there are plenty of ways to find Demetria. So if you need uh, coaching or assistance or um, writing coaching services, please do reach out to her. Um, thank you again, Demetria, for being on the show. It's been a pleasure. I'm honored to be able to have you as a guest. And of course, thank you to all the listeners who tuned in. Um, I appreciate you. We appreciate you. And again, the show airs um, Mondays at 7 p.m. You can listen on Anchor, Apple, Google, um, et cetera. Um, so please do check us out. Uh, thanks again, everyone. Be safe and be well.